So this next segment for me is going to require a bit more vulnerability on my part as I relate to you some of the sin struggles that I've walked through because we're talking about faith and practice, a faith that's exercised not only for hearing from God when it comes to healing, but faith It's also demonstrated in praying over situations where we need to see God move or give us direction. But yet, there's even more practical working out of this faith in our everyday lives. And it becomes extremely relevant to us when we talk about faith as a a means of moving into our personal victory over sin. And as you'll see, the common element to each application of this faith, whether it be for healing, for direction, for victory over sin... The common elements are first, hearing God's word, second, declaring it, setting our heart in alignment with what God is speaking. So in other words, we're acknowledging his word, we're believing his word, we're we're speaking it out, and, and then third, we're acting upon what God spoke to us. I was standing next to a chubby woman. And even though she was overweight, she was extremely beautiful and I was very attracted to her. And as I stood there, she took my hand and she was holding it. And then with her other hand, I saw her reach into a purse, some kind of bag she was carrying. She pulls out a corkscrew and she tries to drill it into my fingers. But before she could do that, you know, this panic and fear came over me and I yanked my hand away from her and I started to run. And, but there was just nowhere for me to go. I, I ran out into like this courtyard and I'm looking around and on each side of, the, of this courtyard were walls that were at least 40 feet high. And as I'm running, she, she starts to conjure up fire and it begins to rise up through the floor. So now I'm wide awake. My heart's pounding and I'm, I'm thinking about what I just saw in this dream, right? And again, I'm going downstairs. And as usual, I'm pacing from one end of the house to the other. And I, I really felt like the Lord was in the dream and he, he was wanting to speak to me. But I wasn't, I wasn't getting it. I, I wasn't hearing anything. And it was about three days into thinking about this dream and asking God for understanding where all of a sudden, on sometime on day three, I began to understand and I knew that he was revealing the dream's meaning. And this is what he showed me. That chubby lady represented my struggle with lust and pornography. And in fact, she was actually getting fat on my sin. And so, you know, I, I hate to talk about this, but I mean, I have to admit I had a problem for years. And and I was so beaten up about it and defeated. I failed over and over to gain victory. And I, I really felt that there was no hope of ever being free. And I just couldn't muster up the strength to say no, no matter how hard I tried. I had been working in ministry, happily married. I was a worship leader, traveling in a rock band all over the country and around the world, preaching the gospel. When when my band broke up, I was on the road by myself as a solo artist, you know, blah, 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 you know, just it goes on and on. I was doing all kinds of cool works for the Lord. But all the while, this thing is just hanging over me, right? And it's just kicking my butt for way too many years. And I just felt like such a hypocrite. And 
the Lord was showing me now through through this dream that my sin was about to set me back in his purposes for me. It was a, a spiritual corkscrew that the enemy was trying to drive into my spiritual fingers in order to cripple me as a minister and a musician. And I just knew something had to be done, but I, I just didn't know how to beat this thing. In season one of God's kingdom outside the box, there's an episode, a crisis of faith leads to my first encounter in heaven. And in that episode, I share how I had come to this crisis of faith and how God had marvelously met me. And part of the result of that encounter or this coming back to the Lord, so to speak, was that I started to establish consistent time alone with God in the wee hours of the morning. And it was, you know, in the wee hours of the morning during this transformation taking place in my life, that this dream happens and the things I just revealed to you about the dream. And so now I'm getting understanding about what the enemy is trying to do. So I'm asking the Lord, you know, how do I defeat this lady? How do I, how do I overcome this thing? I want to say here that one of the most important things you can do is to pay attention to the seemingly random things that pops into your mind. You know, one day I'm going about my business. I'm not even thinking about the dream and the questions that I'm asking, right? Because I'm focused on something else in, in that specific moment. But all of a sudden, just out of the blue, out of nowhere, I clearly hear God's voice in my spirit. Speak to your sin like Jesus spoke to the fig tree. And so, I mean, that grabbed my attention. I immediately stopped what I was doing and I, I went to the scriptures and the story can be found in two places, uh, Mark 11 and Matthew 21. And so I kind of summarize here, but Jesus and his disciples were leaving Bethany early in the morning to head into Jerusalem. And Bethany was about a seven mile distance, you know, to Jerusalem. And on the way out of town, Jesus is hungry and comes to a fig tree, but there's no figs on it. And so he speaks to the tree. And in effect, he just says, you won't bear fruit again. And he, he curses it. All right. And the next morning when the, when they get up to do it all over again and head into Jerusalem, the f disciples notice that the, the fig tree is starting to wither. So right then and there, I put this revelation into practice and I began to just speak to my sin and to decree that it wouldn't bear fruit in my life anymore. And like the fig tree, it should wither and die. And in fact, I spoke it out probably a thousand times throughout the week and and much more into the weeks to come. It, and it was like I was speaking to this fig tree often, right? So it had been a couple months of just turning to the word God gave, speaking it out when I realized, hey, I hadn't sinned in that thing during all that time. And it's now been two decades plus since it's ever been an issue in my life. And the power of that darkness was gone and had no control over my life. You know, and of all the things that the Lord could have said to me, you know, stop doing that, behave yourself, live like you should be a good Christian. You know, while those kinds of actions and behaviors do have value, right? But that wasn't the way Jesus was calling me to fight this thing. When I asked him, how do I defeat this woman? In essence, he said, curse the fig tree. I, I had tried those other behavior modifications for years. Stop doing that. Behave yourself. Live like you should, right? And I just could not find the victory. I mean, I may have had it for a short period of time, but it wasn't long lasting. But a couple months of just obeying God's word in my life about that specific thing and its bondage 
was completely broken. And, and now I find myself living out those behavioral statements, not to get the victory, but because I have the victory. My heart's been changed. And it's really funny because I had a dream a couple years later with that woman in it. And when I saw her, I knew immediately it was her. I recognized her right away. But it was different this time. She was malnourished. She's sitting in this dead and dried up field. She's covered in dirt. And, you know, and I just think God is just so cool. I, I love how he uses dreams to speak to me. And, and daydreams too. And I, I would just encourage you, pay attention, especially the random images or random ideas or words that pop into your mind. Oftentimes, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And as it relates to dreams, you know, take time to discover the dream language that God uses with you. It makes going to bed at night and it makes daydreaming really an exciting adventure, you know. What is God going to show you tonight? He, he may reveal how sin is about to affect you, or it may be about blessing or direction that he's bringing to your life. I've had dreams that turn into understanding of how to pray for others, such as when in the dream I was able to drape a coat right over Victor's seat and save it for him. I mean, what a joy to then see it come to pass in actuality. I was with a friend who confessed to having trouble in, in this lust area of his life too. And I've, I've talked with others who've had the same struggle. And it's always the same condemnation and the same sense of hopelessness that they're never going to be able to, to defeat this thing in their lives. And I, I told all of them about my path to victory. And one of the, one of the guys said to me, I'll have to try that fig, th fig tree thing too. So it's important for me to say here, I, I don't prescribe the fig tree account in the Bible as the pill that will defeat sin in anyone's life. What happens so many times in the church is we see people who have accomplished something in their lives that we want also to accomplish. And so we try to figure out what they did and do the exact same thing. And then when it doesn't work for us, we feel even more defeated and hopeless. The things that brought victory in my life was not the details of the story of the fig tree or even the words Jesus used when he cursed it. The victory was in the fact that I had a direct word of the Lord. He spoke to me specifically about how to defeat that woman in that moment. You know, speak thus and thus to it. And I just followed his word. There was no magic in the story. It was really my agreement and my obedience with his decree that released his power uh, to overcome and to be changed. And I shared this scripture in part one of this series, and I'm going to do it again here. John 5.19 says, Then Jesus replied, I assure you, the Son is not able to do anything on his own, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son also does these things in the same way. The revelation of speaking to the fig tree, that was my spirit seeing what the father was doing. He was speaking to the fig tree. And because I'd seen this of my father, I could do what I saw him doing. And therein is this lesson that we all really need to take hold of and learn. It's, it's not about trying to copy the specific actions that another has done, but rather understanding and applying spiritual laws and principles that were the actual value, you know, driving the why behind what they did. The thing I encouraged my friend with that day is to, instead of going home and using the fig tree story like I did, to instead ask the Lord, what specific word do you have for me? What is our 
specific strategy for victory here. He may use the fig tree, but perhaps God would want to use a completely different story or a different set of words and decrees to bring his purposes into your life. He may not even use a scripture in your battle. I mean, really, it's up to him. You just have to tune in and obey. See what your Heavenly Father is doing, and then just do what you see him do. And that's how sons of God are called to function. First, you know, believe that God has a strategy. Second, ask what that strategy is for you in this moment and for the specific battle you're up against. And then third, follow it by doing whatever he tells you and be prepared to keep seeking him until he speaks because it's potentially going to take some time and just focused waiting before you hear and discern his voice. But if we can learn this, it's something that's repeatable. And therefore, all sin, all struggles, all issues, whether for ourselves or for those we're praying for now or into the future, right? We can find true victory because we're discovering this blueprint for our lives. And it begins to emerge calling for the building blocks of his word to us in everything. So whether it's a hunch in your gut or a revelation from the scripture itself, a vision or a dream, what is it that's that God is using to bring his word into your life, start taking the proper steps in response to his voice. It's really the only way that you're going to build your house on, on the sure foundation. It applies to healing. It applies to seeing God's will be accomplished in our lives or in the earth. It applies to victory over sin. Jesus has accomplished the victory over everything. He is the chief cornerstone, the foundation of the holy temple of our lives and he calls us to hear him, to follow him, and, and by doing so, to thus build up our spiritual house. And this is how we must follow him. It's, it's by his word in every area of our lives. And understanding our dream language as revealed to us by God, it's an important step that we can take in our journey of living our lives and practice of our faith. And by the sheer fact that, it, that we can learn this through our dreams, that means everybody has a way and a means and a mechanism to start from to begin to learn to understand his voice in their lives and apply it. You've been listening to God's Kingdom Outside the Box. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. I'd love to hear your comments, your questions about what we talked about today. And also let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to cover in a future broadcast. You can email me at jim at jimvince.com. And you can also leave me a voicemail from the show notes. And that's it. I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>